Hi everyone, Sandman here. Today's video is brought to you by a donation from Michael. And no, he didn't have a specific topic that he wants me to cover, but instead mentioned that I now have an ally in Western Colorado, and as well to keep up the good work and keep the interesting videos flowing. So a couple of days ago I saw an article on the CBC, or Canadian Broadcasting Corporation's website. And the article was about the debate about giving women the new privilege of paid menstrual leave. The article was called Paid Menstrual Leave Debate Resurfaces, and I'm putting a link to that article in the description below. This is a topic that came up earlier this year, but now it's back in the headlines. Men are often reprimanded and shamed by not coming to work when they're ill. They often get the man cold, which is usually more serious and painful than when a woman gets sick. But now there's talk about bringing menstrual leave to Western countries. It's already something that's happening in Japan since after the Second World War when it was implemented in 1947. And last year it was brought into law in Taiwan. But what actually happens if laws like this are passed in Western countries, giving women this new privilege? And what happens if women are given two work days off each and every single month as paid sick days? You're telling me that women wouldn't abuse this privilege. And I've met some large and fat portly women that are often obese and don't get their periods. How exactly is an employer supposed to know if a woman is getting her time of the month or not? Is there going to be some new type of period police going around with blood-sniffing dogs in public transit, as well as workplaces making sure women are bleeding when they say they are? Let's assume there are 22 workdays in a typical month. That works out to women missing 9% of work and continuing to get that same money and salary. But it's not just two days of productivity that will be lost. There's also the fact that that money will have to come out of two other productive days during the month to cover the loss of the two days that women are given off. That equates to roughly 18% of the days in a typical work month, becoming a complete write-off for most employers if they hire female employees. They won't be making any money for four full days in every single month, not to mention the fact that they'll probably try and make up for the losses in productivity by getting men to work longer hours and possibly make up the difference. Companies will come under pressure to find the lost productivity to keep up the price of their stocks. Here in Canada, we adopted a one-year paid leave period for maternity leave. But the government made it available to either the man or the woman, so each of them could take off that particular year if they had a newborn. Or they could each take off six months together. But realistically speaking, how many men, often the main breadwinners of families, are going to take time off? When I was younger, I briefly worked at a headhunting firm and was often told indirectly to not let pregnant women through the door. They were not to be hired under any circumstances. They were a liability because employers have to pay maternity leave as well. And do you really think that with menstrual leave being implemented, employers won't be discriminating against women? Hiring men will often make more financial sense. This issue highlights something very interesting. This is a case where a newly proposed female privilege, monthly menstrual leave, interferes with corporate profits. Our society worships at the altar of corporate profit and rising stock prices. Anything that threatens the increase of corporate profits will be fought tooth and nail. It's not simply that two days of work will be lost, but those two days will have to be paid from profits found elsewhere. And if menstrual leave is implemented in the Western workplace, most men will just submit to working extra hours so that women in their own workplace can have the privilege of taking some pain-killing medication and heading out shopping while they're on their periods. Men invented the aspirin as well as other pain-killing medications that women can take to alleviate the symptoms of their time of the month. And how do they thank us? By making us work harder so they can get days off because it's their special time of the month. If implemented, will new laws such as this apply to part-time employees or only full-time salaried employees? 
And for small businesses, their largest cost is often labor when doing business. And how many businesses would probably close up shop because they wouldn't be able to afford these new costs? And the companies that are smart will just outsource their work to jurisdictions where women don't get time each and every single month for their periods. So this new possible privilege will just create more unemployment for women and more employment for men. And this, I believe, is the agenda behind talking about this new type of legislation. And the second article I'm linking to in the description is called We Don't Want Paid Menstrual Leave Because It Will Increase the Gender Pay Gap. And it's from Forbes.com. If the pay gap starts to increase thanks to menstrual sick day privileges, then the government will probably act further to shrink the pay gap. And I've already spoken about the idea that feminists want to pay men less for the same type of work per hour that women do. That way they can basically handicap men and force them to pay taxes simply for being born with a penis between their legs. This could all be about creating a problem where there isn't one, and then presenting a solution to that particular problem. But I don't think so. I think this is about female status. I think women in Western countries see women in Japan as well as Taiwan getting the privilege of sick days for having their periods, and they feel like they're missing out. Women have the privilege of creating life, but somehow this has now become a burden. And if we as men had the privilege of creating and growing life inside of us, we wouldn't need women. So that's not really a privilege that we're allowed to have. We aren't even allowed to have our own birth control pills yet. Hopefully that will change shortly. And if it becomes legal, I wouldn't mind selling some of those pills here on my YouTube channel and would suggest that other MGTOWs with their own channels do the same thing. I think it's high time that we started selling products that actually help men. Not simply t-shirts and books, but items like the male birth control pill that can actually change a man's life and increase his freedom. And I would completely stand behind this. Many women promoting menstrual leave are short-sighted and don't recognize that legislation like this will mean less women working and being independent. Something they've supposedly fought for for a long time. And then when the pay gap increases because of it, they will say it's because of the patriarchy and because men don't want them to succeed and they're being punished for having their periods. Women often receive their privileges first and then go out and punish men later for giving them in the first place. Again, another type of shit test. The more I think about it, everything that a woman asks for ends up becoming a shit test. And as a society, men keep failing them one after another. And if we as men stand up against women and their testing, the feminists show up in that case. Feminists are like the shit test police. It's like they go around and make sure that men fail the shit test time and time again, instead of passing them. And if women wear skimpy clothing and get the wrong type of attention or criticism from men, then feminists come out and create slut walks. And if men invent the bra for women to wear to protect their bosoms from gravity, and thus keep their sexual marketplace value high, then you have feminists rallying to burn those bras, because men must be oppressing them by forcing them to wear them in the first place. But all men want to do is protect women from gravity. So go ahead and burn your bras, and let's see how sexy you are in 10 years when your breasts are down around your ankles. Feminism often defends female privilege, even if in the long term that privilege comes back to bite women in the ass. And now feminism is starting to die out and go underground because the writing is on the wall. Traditional conservative women will probably now demand that men start protecting women from their own irrational behavior after decades where feminism was telling men to let women do whatever they wanted. But now it's too late. Because most of men these days are manginas, and the social damage is already done. In the future, if women just demand protection for men, we could just shrug our shoulders and say, sorry ladies, you wanted to be independent. Helping you wouldn't be fair in this case. But most men don't work like this. They will run to women like the manginas that they're trained to be by the culture influenced by Oprah. 
Anyways, I did some more digging and found another article titled Gender Equality Act Amended by the Taipei Time in Taiwan, and it's in the description below. So the Gender Equality Act in Taiwan gives women the right to have paid half days off each and every single month. And how is this act about equality? This new female privilege was made into law back in 2013 in Taiwan. And this is all about more pay for less work. And even Stefan Molyneux is saying that paying women that are on their periods is the equivalent of treating women as cripples. You'd think that women want to be treated equally and not be treated as cripples. And you'd think that women would want to stand up and fight for their own rights to work as hard and as long as men do. But we all know that whenever women can get away with it, they often breed a culture of laziness. Giving them menstrual leave would just prove that women aren't equal and could prove their physical inferiority and reward them for it at the same time. Women are essentially different, but they wanted to be treated equally. And this isn't about feminism. This is about female nature. You give them an inch, they take a mile. And they're always testing male resolve and discipline through shit testing to see what new privileges they can get from us. I used to do this when I was five years old and crying crocodile tears at the local department store so that I could get my mother's attention so that she would buy me toys that I wanted. But over time, I grew up and learned to earn my own money and buy my own toys. And I don't have some archaic privilege where I expect women to keep buying me stuff now that I'm an adult. And I don't expect chocolates, flowers, and restaurant meals. And if I don't receive those things, I don't use crocodile tears to get back at the people that I wanted them from the first place. I keep hearing from many critics that we as men need to help women grow up and become responsible adults. But why should they become responsible adults when there's a thirsty mangina behind every single corner willing to give them more privileges? Anyways, that's all I've got to say for today. Thanks again to Michael for his donation, and thank you everyone else for taking your daily dose of red pills. So enjoy the rest of your day, and cheers. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com.